Welcome to Connected World, a podcast for engineers to learn more about the trending topics influencing the connected world and technology turning today's impossible into tomorrow's awesome. Hello and welcome to Connected World, a podcast from TE Connectivity. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. We've heard a lot about emerging technologies like artificial intelligence, but what exactly is AI and how does it impact our lives currently and what will it do in the future? Joining me on the podcast today is Chris Blackburn. He's a technologist on the system architecture team at TE Connectivity. Chris, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Chris, let's start off with the basics. How do you define what artificial intelligence is and what it does? Yes. So, you know, AI is everywhere around us in the world. I think most of us are familiar with with things in our homes like voice assistants, uh, you know, like like Alexa and Siri. Um, And of course, as we join social media and, and, you know, we're constantly given content that is curated to us, we're shown products that we've clicked on or, uh, you know, have have seen in the past. So AI is absolutely embedded in in those realms. and, and really what it is, is it's a way for machines to learn themselves and, and generate data by themselves. So learning our behaviors and, and providing us data that we want, you know, and, and again, you know, there's so many different applications here. A lot of cool stuff happening in this space. You mentioned those uh, those kind of smart home devices. I wouldn't be able to cook without the the Google Home display that we have in our kitchen, right? And so uh, you're right. There's there's um, our AI all around us, and that's uh, that's a great point. So um, I have a two part question uh, next. So what have been some of the primary uses for AI, and what are some of the emerging applications that you're seeing in this space? Yeah. So so you know some of those primary use cases are are really in the marketing realm. And again, making sure that products that we're interested in are reaching the consumers. So, you know, if I purchase a certain product on Amazon, you know, Amazon learns my my purchase history um, and, and may suggest future products. Or for example, um, you might see the, the other customers bought this um, because you bought this certain product. So, I think in, in that regards, recommendation engines are really one of those, those primary use cases. Hmm. One of the, the changes that we see here, though, and, and interesting aspects are what I call remote and harsh environments and even some uh, you know, applications that require extreme data privacy. So these are things like, like oil and gas exploration, uh, mining and natural resource extraction, uh, and then, you know, the really important things like farming and food production, water access and, and sewage control. That's really interesting. Now, I, I've heard something said about AI in the past, and I'm curious just about its, um, whether or not it's correct, let's say. So I've heard in the past that uh, people say AI is only as good as the data you're feeding it. Is that true? Kind of explain, the, you know, how AI gets built and how it works and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, so when we feed data to, say, a neural network, uh, we call this machine learning or training. And and that's absolutely true. The data in really is what we have to use to train these models. And if you have a small data set or a poor data set, your model is not going to be that great. But one of the interesting things, you know, as we move and train that model and then we deploy it to actual use cases, um, this is what we call inferencing. So now that I have this model trained and I bring new data to it, it infers from this data and says, oh, well, from, from the data that I had, this is what I would expect. The most interesting thing about AI is that this cycle is not one way. It's, it's a repetitive cycle. So as I infer from new data, I'm constantly building and compiling my data set. So 
the more we use features like this, the more things I ask Alexa, the smarter it gets. And, and this is really machine learning at its core. That's really interesting. So as you get a, a wider and larger sample size and and, uh, and it has more data that it has collected, it's able to get smarter and provide maybe better recommendations or it, it puts out better conclusions based on the fact that you're giving it more data and it's able to then take that and make smarter decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, this, this is, of course, great. We get more precise models, um, but there's also challenges that come along with this where, you know, how am I going to store this massive amounts of data? How am I going to transfer this to and from, you know, edge data centers and, and traditional cloud data centers? You know, just this massive amounts of data that's being generated in, in the past, you know, we go back 10, 15, 20 years ago, a lot of the data that was created in the world was was human generated data from input from our keyboards or recordings, you know, film, things like that. And and now, you know, we're moving into this era of, of uh, machine generated data. And it's just an absolute data explosion and you know, certainly influencing how we're building system architectures and, and handling this now. Absolutely. So tell me about some of the efforts being made on the hardware side, because it sounds like developments are, are taking place there as well. Absolutely. So I think, think one of the key things here is, is the migration of compute, storage, and these AI accelerators towards the source of the data. So typically, you know, we have these large data centers, we ping that network, and that data is moving to and from those data centers and within those data centers. Now we're starting to see those compute resources and, and storage resources moved closer to where folks and these machines are generating the data. Uh, and this is really you know, the convergence of what you would call edge computing with the IoT or Internet of Things endpoints and devices. Uh, and, and really 5G has been an absolute uh, factor in transmitting this data over these these newly defined networks. You know, uh, this podcast is called Connected World, right? And we've heard so much about 5G and how it's going to change the world and how it's going to allow, you know, for that uh, that free sharing of data, you know, uh, at much more rapid rates and that sort of thing. How does 5G impact the development of AI and uh, the growth of it uh, on a wider scale? So we talked about this, you know, repetitive cycle of of training these models and then inference and and deploying these models. As we look at 5G, I now have a very fast communication right at the data source to and from things. So things like, like you know, these voice assistants that we talked about or, you know, all of the apps on our smartphone from search and social um, and all of these things, we're going to get more real-time fast responses. Really, the population doesn't even want to wait a second or two for, for information anymore. And that information needs to be on demand. And, and 5G is a key enabler uh, to make that communication as fast as possible. So, Chris, what challenges do you see that are presented for engineers by the latest trends in AI and machine learning? What, what kinds of uh, things are engineers really working on and maybe hurdles that, that need to be overcome as they continue to work in the world of AI and machine learning? Let's start with power. You know, power is, is one of those things that is a finite resource. When we look at the footprint of a cloud data center, there's only so much power that can come into that building and be consumed. So right now, these data centers are not as sustainable as we'd like them to be. So there's this trend of you know sustainable data centers and renewable energy at these data centers. But when we look at these AI-specific devices, whether they're GPUs or uh, different ASICs, they are very power-hungry and consume quite a bit of power. So we have this this you know sort of power ceiling 
Um, so I think power delivery, and then on the on the chip side, you know, making sure these GPUs and ASICs are power efficient. Um, you know, that's certainly one area that that the engineering community is tasked with solving and, and is quite challenging. Uh, the other side is scalability. So I talked about, you know, all of these different end sites, edge data centers, cloud data centers. How do we scale these systems at mass scale? And we think of companies like, you know, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Google, we call these the hyperscales. And their infrastructure is just insanely large. And when I, when I go from you know, the mechanical stack of these circuit boards and servers and cables and connectors, you know, how do I integrate all of this in a way that you know, it makes sense? And, and just scaling out these data centers and these systems uh, is an extreme challenge. Definitely, definitely. So what developments in AI are you particularly excited to see as things continue to move forward? What, what excites you these days? I think the healthcare is something that that's just absolutely awesome. When we look at like telemedicine, regular check-ins with with our elderly population, and uh, you know, doctor can can read X-rays or uh, you know look for say different cancers just through image and, and looking at these images. And you know, there's the stuff that is absolute human necessity and can help us as a population, you know, live longer, live healthier. And I, I mentioned earlier some of the the food production and and water access and things like that. But of course, there's the fun side of things too. You know, we all have these filters, say, on Instagram or Snapchat. And, and you know, that's a direct result of, of AI. So uh, looking at, at image classification and things like that. And I have a, a particularly fun story here. So Google has a product called Arts and Culture. And you're able to take a picture of yourself and upload that. Uh, and their, their TPU uh, clusters actually take a look at that image and they match it to a corresponding image of Renaissance paintings. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, this, this matched my face to an image of uh, Simon George of, of Cornwall, which was from the 1400s. And I now use this, uh, this thumbnail for all of my business-to-business -business communication, like Microsoft Teams and uh, Skype and, and things like that. So <laughs> definitely having a little bit of fun with it. That's awesome. Do, do you also have a beard like Simon George of, of Cornwall? Yes. Yeah. Same, okay. same beard, spot on. And the same hat. <laughs> oh, in the same hat. Okay, good, good. <laughs> you got you to gotta complete the look, right? You got to round the whole thing out. No, for sure. For sure. So uh, as you were talking about big players in AI, one of the one of the names of, uh, of a company that you mentioned that kind of stood out to me because it, it sounded different than many of the others was BMW. Can, can AI and will AI play a large role when it comes to maybe autonomous vehicles in the future? You know, I talk about these large complex data sets and, you know, your model is only as good as the data you're putting in and, and training with. And, uh, you know, NVIDIA is absolutely entrenched in this driverless car and autonomous vehicle push. But of course, you know, the, the auto manufacturers like BMW, Toyota, both, you know, luxury and, and standard vehicles, I think, that what we're seeing is these technologies from the data center really make their ways into the cars. And when we look at what's in a car now, you know, it's a variety of these sensors and, and cameras and things. And when I look at, at how much data a, a vehicle is collecting and a driverless car is collecting, you know, it's, it's just massive amounts. So I think NVIDIA had some, uh, some figures out there that were talking about 400 petabytes of raw data uh, with 100 vehicles over a year. And, and really, you know, when we look at the safety and, and how we view these autonomous vehicles, we want to put them through every possible scenario, you know, speed up around a blind corner and put a pedestrian out there. And, you know, how does this vehicle react? 
And the more situations that you put this in, you know, the better we can train and tune these models uh, such that these these are safe and reliable solutions for transportation. So bring it home for us with, with some examples, maybe of how these developments are going to change our lives or change the world as we know it. You know, you mentioned healthcare; That's obviously a big one. Food production, things along those lines. But how might our lives look different in 10 years because of, you know, further growth in AI? Yeah. So, so you know, I mentioned some of those those key uh, fields. Um, we talked a little bit about transportation. Another one of those is, is Finance. Um, so, you know, where where should we put our money for retirement, and how should allocations be readjusted? Um, the fintech sector is, is is absolutely booming, and and trying to you know make these real time decisions how to how to handle our 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 money. So, really, absolutely every single field is is going to be impacted by AI. Uh, you know, from from manufacturing to transportation. Uh, pharmaceuticals, we look at like drug research and discovery. Um, you know, I can now quickly iterate so many different possible combinations and, and drive towards these new solutions very quickly. Uh, they say fail fast, fail often. And I, I think that's that's coming to play here. My last question is a self-serving one, but can AI help me with my upcoming fantasy football draft? Uh, I think so. I think so. <laughs> it may not be right, but, uh, you know, based on what everyone else picked uh, or say, let's, let's, look at who the, the winners from last year picked and uh, you just copy those choices. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I need all the help I can get these days. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't, I have to save face amongst my friends, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Chris Blackburn, uh, he's a technologist on the system architecture team for TE Connectivity. Chris, thank you so much for joining me today and talking about some of the applications of AI, where things are moving in the future and giving us a broad overview of the industry and everything that's going on. Thanks again for joining us. Yeah. Thanks, Tyler. Had, had a blast. Absolutely. I did as well. And I hope all of you out there enjoyed listening to this episode. Of course, uh, this podcast is called Connected Worlds Podcast from TE Connectivity. If you're not already subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you go subscribe to stay up to date with everything going on in the connected world with advancing technologies. And of course, we'll be back soon with more episodes of the podcast. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.